Part 1. The first section of this book provides an overview of the attachment theory, the four secure and insecure attachment styles, the different dimensions of attachment, and the nested model of attachment and trauma. The descriptions of the different attachment styles used in this book have been adapted from and inspired by the work of Diane Paul Heller, Daniel Siegel, Lisa Firestone, Daniel Brown, Mario McCall Sinner, and Philip Shaver. An Overview of Attachment Theory Chapter 1 Healthy attachment is a deep bond and an enduring emotional closeness that connects people to one another across space and time. As human infants, we are born into this world with an attachment system that wires us to expect connection with others. The creator of attachment theory, John Balby, called this innate expectation the attachment behavioral system and explained that it is one of several behavioral systems that humans evolved to ensure our survival. As infants, we can't yet meet any of our own needs. So in order to survive, we have to bond and attach to caretakers who can provide us with food and shelter, as well as meeting our biological and psychological needs for emotional attunement, warm responsiveness, and calming physical touch. Popular parenting culture often calls this skin time and it's known to be a crucial part of early childhood development. When an infant feels fear, distress, or discomfort, their attachment system is activated. This prompts them to quickly turn towards their caretakers or use proximity-seeking behaviors such as crying, reaching for, calling out, or later crawling and following their attachment figure. All these behaviors are attempts to restore feelings of safety and in many cases to restore actual safety too. If the child receives the support, reassurance and comfort they need from their caretaker, their nervous system then to returns to a state of calm, homeostasis. Infants and children who can't yet fully regulate their own emotional states depend on their caretakers to co-regulate for them. Being close with another human helps children to feel calm. Further, being connected to and soothed by their caretakers over time teaches them how to self-soothe and regulate their own emotional states. As children, 
we want to know that our attachment figures are nearly and accessible, rather nearby and accessible. We need to know that they will provide us with a safe haven to turn to when we need them, which then gives us a secure base from which we can explore our environment. Bowlby called this the exploratory behavioral system. When our attachment needs are being met, this system enables us to feel comfortable and free to explore ourselves, others, and the world around us. John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth's research shows that children develop attachment styles that are more secure or more insecure depending on how well their parents are able to be a connected and responsive safe haven for them. If their caretakers are able to meet most of their needs enough of the time, children usually have a secure attachment. But if they experience their parents as inconsistent, inaccessible, unresponsive, or even threatening and dangerous, they adapt by developing more insecure attachment styles. If our attachment figures were absent or scary to us as children, we didn't develop our ability to freely explore and to learn about the world and about our own abilities. When this happens, we develop insecure strategies for engaging with others. We may become more vigilant and anxious, or more avoidant and dismissive. Michael Linzer and Shaver created a model of attachment system functioning and dynamics, which I have adapted into a flowchart showing how the different attachment experiences arise. First, if a child experiences a threat, whether perceived or actual, physical or emotional, they will try to find protection by seeking closeness to an attachment figure. If their attachment figure is available and responsive and meets their needs, the child feels safe and can go back to playing or exploring. But if their attachment figure is unresponsive or inaccessible, the child is left without a safe haven to turn to. They may adapt by their deactivating or turning down or hyperactivating or turning up their attachment needs. As children, when we feel afraid, threatened or in need, and seeking closeness with our parents is not a viable option because they're not available or because turning towards them makes things doesn't make things better, we learn to rely more on ourselves. We become more self-reliant and we minimize our attachment needs. When we deactivate our attachment system, we suppress our attachment-based longings, not because we don't still want closeness and connection, but in order to adapt and survive. If we experience discomfort or danger in closeness to our parent, 
to our parent is still somewhat of a viable option, we might learn that we can get their attention by intensifying our attachment cries. If our caretakers did not respond to our initial bids, but ramping up our demands and hyperactivating our attachment system did get their attention in some form, we then learn that this is an effective strategy. Later in this chapter, we'll talk about how these strategies, deactivating, hyperactivating, or vacillating between the two, relate to the three different insecure attachment styles. In Figure 1.1, an adaptation of Michael Linser and Shaver's model of attachment system, activation, and functioning in adulthood. Caregiver behaviors that could lead a child to take on deactivating attachment strategy include neglecting or abusing the child, being emotionally cold or rejecting the child, giving the child hostile angry or threatening responses, discouraging a child's expression of vulnerability, encouraging whether explicitly or implicitly the child to be more self-reliant and independent. Caregiver behaviors that can incite hyperactivating attachment strategies include being unreliable, unpredictable, or intrusive where interactions are sometimes gratifying and connected, but at other times misattuned and disconnected. Punishing or criticizing a child for their independence or curiosity. Conveying messages that the child is not enough or is incapable, stupid, or failing in some way. Taking on a helicopter style of parenting which might include excessive praise, but also excessive control, protectiveness or perfectionism, experiences of abuse or traumas that occur when the child is separated from their primary attachment figure, which can reinforce the notion that it's dangerous to be apart from them. Both of these strategies can also occur simultaneously meaning a child may experience both hyperactivation and deactivation, or may vacillate between the two survival strategies. We'll discuss this more in the section about fearful avoidant attachment.